When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On last week's episode, Lennon is having an affair with her co-worker Paul. To get more time with him, she declines a business trip with Knight to Miami, so he decides to invite Scotland, and her friends tell her it's a bad idea. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. I want you, but would you please be careful with my paper heart? Jenny Labette, Paper Heart. Chapter 10. It was a foggy, muggy, hot August morning, but the depressing weather could not dampen Scotland's happy mood. She'd been smiling since she woke up that morning. One of her biggest dreams was coming true. After 28 years, she was finally getting out of St. Louis and getting on an airplane. She was nervous as hell, especially since planes were going missing, but she trusted that God would keep her safe. She stood on her porch, patiently awaiting Knight's arrival with her bags in tow. They would only be gone a few days, but Scotland packed like she would be out of town for a month. She didn't know what the whole vibe would be like in Miami, so she had to be prepared. Girl, what you doing out here? It's hot as hell. Her loud, noisy, older next-door neighbor, Lisa, stepped out onto her porch. Scotland took a deep breath and exhaled slowly. Talking to Lisa was like having a nail drilled into her skull. She was 47 years old and always up in somebody's business and spilling unnecessary tea that nobody cared to hear. It didn't help that she was outside looking a hot mess. Like always, a cigarette hung from her lips, her wig was filled with rollers, and she had on an old pink tattered robe, bunny slippers, and a cup of coffee in her hand. No matter the time of day, Lisa always had a cigarette and a cup of coffee. Scotland didn't understand why she needed so much energy. She ain't do shit all day but look out the window to see what everybody else was doing. Hey Lisa girl, how you doing this morning? Scotland shot her a fake smile. Obviously not as good as you. What's all the bags for? You ain't getting put out, is you? Ooh, you going on a trip? Where you going, girl? Lisa said at once. No, I'm going out of town. Scotland couldn't help but laugh. 
Where you going? Miami, Scotland beamed. Bitch, what? Lisa shrieked. How you going to Miami? Hell, the other day you just asked me could you borrow a loaf of bread? A friend of mine is taking me. Scotland shot her a look that could kill. That's one hell of a friend. Lisa popped her lips. Speaking of friends, here he come right now. Scotland smiled proudly. She and Lisa watched as a black Lincoln navigator turned the corner. The palms of Scotland's hands instantly began to sweat. Night always had that effect on her. Girl, this you? Lisa stepped off the porch so she could get a better look. The car pulled into the parking lot and parked. The driver got out and opened the back door. Knight stepped out looking like a GQ model. It wasn't even fair that a man could be so fine. It was as if time slowed down as he approached her. She could hear her heartbeat through her chest as she examined the way his New York Yankee fitted cat rested on his head. The gray t-shirt he donned clung to his chest. The fitted dark denim jeans he rocked sagged just enough and the Nike Air Jordan 6s were a nice added touch of hood boy chic. His tattoos were on full display. She loved it. It was nice to see him out of a suit and tie. Knight walked up and placed a soft kiss on her forehead. Scotland felt like a puddle of water in his embrace. You ready, beautiful? He asked. Mm-hmm. Scotland responded, unable to get a word out. Ahem. <coughs> Lisa cleared her throat loudly. Scotland, introduce me to your friend. She looked night up and down like he was a piece of meat. Scotland rolled her eyes. Knight, this is my next door neighbor, Lisa. Lisa, this is Knight. How you doing, Knight? Lisa said in her Wendy Williams voice. You got a brother, Knight? As a matter of fact, I do, Knight chuckled. Tell your brother I keep it tight. Lisa winked her eye. Whew, you fine as hell. She wiped an invisible bead of sweat from her forehead. God only knows what your brother looked like. Okay, it's time for us to go. Scotland pushed Knight towards the car. Lisa, keep an eye on my place while I'm gone, please. You know I got you, girl. Knight, don't forget to tell your brother I said hi. Lisa yelled as the driver placed Scotland's bags in the trunk. Y'all be safe now, you hear? She waved goodbye as they got in the car and left. The flight from St. Louis to Miami was a long one, but Scotland enjoyed every minute of it. She never thought in a million years that she'd be so close to God. Being so high up in the sky amongst the clouds was blissful. She wanted to reach out and touch every last one. The entire plane ride, she hadn't stopped smiling. Scotland gazed out the window with her earphones in her ear. She was jamming out to Big Sean's smash hit, I Don't Fuck With You. Scotland sang along to the breakup anthem, not realizing that she was singing louder than she thought. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. You little dumb ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. She raised her hands in the air and danced. She completely forgotten where she was. The other passengers in first class were looking at her like she was an imbecile. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. She threw up the middle finger and Crip walked in her seat. Knight sat next to her, amused and mortified all at the same time. He knew she didn't mean any harm, but Scotland had to chill before she got them kicked off the plane. Scotland. He nudged her arm to get her attention. 
The other passengers were angry as hell because some of them had been awakened by her loud singing. Scotland continued to dance and sing, oblivious of her surroundings. Will you shut her up? A man behind them asked, furious. I'm trying, Knight laughed. He found the whole thing funny as hell. Lennon would have never let loose like this. Scotland! Knight tapped her thigh urgently. Scotland jumped. She quickly focused her attention on him and pulled her earphones out of her ear. Huh? You're loud. Knight pointed his head towards the other passengers. Scotland glanced around at everyone. A ton of angry faces shot her dirty looks. One man shook his head at her while an elderly lady told her to have some class. My bad, Scotland apologized, mortified. Embarrassed, she slumped down in her seat. She prayed to God that she would evaporate into thin air and disappear. I'm so embarrassed. She hid the side of her face with the U.S. Weekly magazine. You was over there getting it, Knight cracked up laughing. Shit, I was about to join in with you. What you know about Big Sean, Mr. Conservative? Scotland, all I listen to is hip-hop. You gotta get past the suit and tie, Ma. I does this, he stated, pulling out his iPhone. Knight scrolled through his music app. You got that new schoolboy Q? I've been wanting to listen to that, Scotland exclaimed. Ah, uh, yeah, that motherfucker go hard. Scotland began to scroll through her playlist of music, too. You ever heard of G-Eazy? She asked. I got a few of his songs. I like that joint, I Mean It, by him. I've been listening to a lot of Party Next Door, Poncho Rucker, and Kanye. I fucks with Party Next Door heavy. I would have never thought we had the same taste in music. I assume you only listen to, like, Barbara Streisand, Taylor Swift, or Sam Smith, Scotland joked. Don't sleep on Sam Smith. That white boy can sing, Knight grinned. But I listen to a lot of shit, though. I like R&B and neo-soul. Sometimes I even dabble off into a little country and rock and roll. Me too. Scotland became serious. Thank you again for bringing me on this trip. I didn't expect this shit at all. Me either. It was a last-minute thing. Well, it was very sweet of you. I assume Lennon doesn't know that I'm here with you. Scotland quizzed, nervously biting her bottom lip. Nah, Knight confessed, staring off. Oh, Scotland stared off as well. Suddenly, she felt uncomfortable. What the hell am I doing? She thought. You should have your ass at work. You missing money for a nigga that got a bitch. Yaya's right. You ain't nothing but a piece of pussy to this nigga. Scotland folded her arms across her chest. She wanted off the plane. She wanted to go home. She realized that she was making a huge mistake by being here with Knight. He wasn't her man. He would never be. Knight could tell that her entire energy had changed. It seemed like all the joy had been sucked out of her. He knew what she was thinking. He was thinking the same things too. He didn't know what he was doing by bringing her to Miami. He couldn't promise her that they'd be together. He honestly didn't even know if he wanted her to be his. All he knew was that he loved being near her. She made him happy. He could relax around her and be himself. Until he could figure out his emotions, that's what he wanted to focus on, being happy. Knight reached out his arm and held her hand. He had to calm her fears. 
Scotland turned and looked at him, then down at their hands intertwined. His hand enveloped hers, but somehow they still fit perfectly together. It amazed her how the mere touch of his hand eased all her worries. What she felt between her and Knight wasn't imaginary. It was real. It might not have been perfect, but it was the beginning of something real. You just can't get over how good my frame looks in the moonlight. Jenny Lavette, Beast. Chapter 11 The potent, intoxicating smell of the Atlantic Ocean engulfed Scotland's nose as soon as she stepped off the plane in Miami. Scotland couldn't stop cheesing. Her cheeks hurt she was grinning so much. She'd never been this happy before in life. Being in Miami was like being transported to a whole new atmosphere. To be there in real life versus seeing it on television was surreal. Miami was like a tropical hideaway right in the United States. It was magical. Things got even better once they arrived at the hotel. The Delano Hotel was located right in the center of South Beach. She and Knight were staying in the penthouse suite. Upon entry, Scotland was hit with all-white, custom, stark-designed furniture, a walk-in wet bar, sitting area, dining area, billowing white curtains, and stunning light. The extraordinary, luxurious bathrooms were crafted of imported Italian marble, and each featured an enormous marble soaking tub. The penthouse also included a spacious private balcony where she could enjoy discreet sunbathing and unparalleled ocean views. Scotland's heart was overwhelmed with joy as she stood on the balcony and overlooked the ocean. She watched as the waves crashed upon the shore. She would be remiss not to stop and take a moment to thank God. Lord, thank you, she whispered. Knight gave the bellboy a $20 tip for bringing up their bags and closed the door behind him. He was immediately captured by the silhouette of Scotland's body as she stood on the balcony. Knight crept up behind her and wrapped his arms around her waist. Scotland smiled and took in the moment. Life at that second was perfect. She wanted to pinch herself. She couldn't believe all the wonderful things she was experiencing. She felt like a princess. Knight brushed her hair to the side and placed a small kiss on the back of her neck. Scotland closed her eyes. St. Louis feels so far away, she whispered. The feel of his lips on her skin was tantalizing and pleasing. Knight placed small kisses all over her neck, making his way around to her lips. Scotland looked up into his eyes. A look of lust and hunger resonated through his gaze. This was it. The moment both of them had been anxiously anticipating. They were about to make love for the very first time. Skylin's legs became jelly as he tugged on her hair and kissed her passionately. As their tongues did the merengue, she could feel her clothes slip off piece by piece. The afternoon sun beamed down onto her cocoa skin. Night paused and took a minute to take in the visual of seeing her naked. Skylin's body was a work of art. She was petite in frame, but her full breast sat up at full attention. Her nipples reminded him of two chocolate morsels. He couldn't wait to place them into his mouth so they could melt with each lick of his tongue. Knight pulled his t-shirt off over his head and revealed a chest full of tattoos. 
His body was ripped with muscles. With one glance, Scotland was turned out. Night was the truth. Even before penetration, she knew that from that day on, he'd be her drug of choice. Knight took his shirt, placed it around Scotland's eyes, and tied it from behind. He wanted her to experience everything he was about to do to her through touch and sound. Scotland had never been blindfolded before. She didn't know what to expect. Knight got down on his knees and placed Scotland's legs on his shoulders. Her pink clit called his name. Knight swirled his tongue around her clit, causing her to moan. A tidal wave of pleasure ran through Scotland's veins. She wanted so bad to watch as Knight assaulted her pussy with his tongue. He was doing things that should have been illegal in all 50 states. Moans of ecstasy escaped her lips. She didn't care if anybody could hear. She had to convey how Knight was making her feel. Knight flicked the tip of his tongue across her clip feverishly. His mind was racing with thoughts of him entering her wet slit. He had plans of having his way with her, but first, she had to submit herself to him. You like that? He spoke into the lips of her pussy. Yes, Scotland panted. Tell me how much you like it. Knight sucked on her clit. Oh my God, Scotland whimpered. I love it. Shit. She massaged his head. It was only a matter of minutes before she came. Knight was dangerous to the touch. He enticed her senses. She had to have him inside of her. Knight, fuck me, please, fuck me, she begged. Not until you come. He ignored her cries. Scotland was right where he wanted her. She was on the brink of losing all control. She would soon realize that Knight liked to be dominant during sex. He liked to have full control at all times. Seeing his partner in such a vulnerable state turned him on. It gave him a rush. Lennon never let him exercise that right. He would never have that problem with Scotland. She went along with the flow and allowed him to lead. With each stroke of his tongue, her body spasmed. Knight was breathing life into her. She was going mad. Her quivering flesh enticed him to only torture her pussy more. The sweet honey nectar dripping from her honeycomb hideout filled him up. With each lick, he wanted more. Fire raced down Scotland's spine as her body convulsed. A sensuous orgasm roared throughout her core. Night, she screamed out his name as a single tear slipped out the corner of her eye. Scotland had never experienced an orgasm so intense that it caused her to cry. She didn't know how she survived it. This was only foreplay. Night hadn't even entered her yet, and he already had her going insane. Scotland uncovered her eyes and looked at him. Laughter welled in his chest. God damn, nigga. You really expect me to take some dick after that? She giggled as her head continued to spin. Oh, you gonna take this dick? Knight placed her down on her back. Scotland opened her legs wide and prepared for liftoff. A slow harmony of classical music played as Knight and Scotland made their way inside a Scarpetta restaurant. Scotland looked around in awe. 
The place and the people in it scream money. The ambiance and atmosphere was stunning. Scarpetta had a wraparound veranda and floor-to-ceiling glass windows that offered a breathtaking view of the Atlantic Ocean. Scotland felt so out of place. Everyone dining looked so fancy and sophisticated in their designer duds. She thought she looked cute at first, but as she looked at the other women that wore simplistic makeup and understated jewels, she realized she was dressed all wrong. Knight told her to get dressed for dinner and drinks. He never told her exactly where they were going, though. It was Miami. Everyone she'd seen so far was dressed really flashy and sexy, so Scotland pulled her weave back into a bun, put on her big, trust-no-bitch earrings, threw on a black blazer with the sleeves rolled up, black lace bra, baggy ripped boyfriend jeans, and black gladiator-style heels. She figured the more skin, the better. Her entire chest and stomach was exposed. She had the body to rock the outfit, but it was a cute outfit worn at the wrong time. Scotland felt like an absolute idiot. She looked like a chicken head. Why didn't you tell me this was the kind of restaurant we were going to? She whispered tonight as they waited to be escorted to their table. My bad, I thought you knew. I told you we were going to dinner with my business associates. Bruh, you know in the hood, associate means somebody you don't fuck with like that. So we're about to meet people you work with, work with? Like, important people? Her eyes grew wide. Yeah, Knight answered, dressed appropriately. He donned a three-piece shawl-collar Dolce & Gabbana suit. Oh my God, Scotland said, mortified. Take me now, Lord. If I would have known, I would have wore the dress you bought me. That would have been perfect. Follow me, the hostess said. Well, we're here now. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. Knight tried to make light of the situation. When they left the hotel, he was taken aback by her outfit choice, but figured it was her personal style. He thought the outfit was inappropriate for where they were heading, but didn't want to offend her. Knight and Scotland approached the table where Bashir Turner, his manager, and two Nike execs were waiting on their arrival. Oh my God, is that Bashir Turner? Scotland spoke out of the side of her mouth. Yeah. You didn't tell me we were having dinner with Bashir Turner, Scotland said about to pass out. Because I didn't want you to freak out like you're doing right now. Okay, Scotland, pull it together, she said to herself. Good evening, gentlemen, Knight smiled and shook everyone's hand. This is my friend Scotland. Scotland quickly looked up to him. Her feelings were hurt. She hadn't expected him to introduce her as his girlfriend, but she for damn sure hadn't expected to just be his friend either. Friends didn't do the nasty, freaky things they did to one another just the night before. Playing it cool, she shook the guy's hands. What an interesting hair color. Carlos, a Nike exec, eyed her curiously. He'd never seen anyone with gray hair. I've never seen anything like it. Thank you, I guess, Scotland replied, unsure if she was being dissed or complimented. Damn, Knight, you ain't tell me you had friends that look like this. Bashir shook Scotland's hand slowly. He took his time to admire her exposed assets. Scotland instantly felt cheap. She wanted to disappear, but instead she shook his hand and smiled. 
On the upside, she was shaking hands with Bashir Turner. He was the biggest athlete in the world. Everyone wanted a piece of him. He was not only handsome, but smart as well. He graduated college at the top of his class. Bashir was 6'4", weighed 220 pounds, and was chocolate. He rocked a low cut with spinning waves and a beard that would put Rick Rosses to shame. The man could most definitely get it. Where's Lennon? Ted, the other Nike exec, asked Knight. She's in St. Louis, swamped with work. She's so sorry she couldn't make it, but sends her love, Knight replied, pulling out Scotland's chair. He had no idea that his response had pierced her heart. Scotland had no idea that she was second choice. She thought that he'd intended on bringing her the whole time. It was becoming clearer and clearer by the minute that Yaya was right. She was nothing more than Knight's side hoe. Oh, I see you, playa. Ted winked his eye. No, it's not like that, Knight assured. He was beginning to think that bringing Scotland to dinner wasn't such a good idea. Scotland is the homegirl. Ain't that right? He asked her. Scotland swallowed the tears in her throat. Yeah, we're just friends, she declared. Knight could see that he'd hurt her tremendously. He never meant to put her in such a fucked up situation. After that, Scotland sat back silent. She had nothing to say. While the men talked over drinks, she sat back deep in thought. Why am I even here? I should have stayed my black ass at home. No, what you need to do is toss that damn drink in his face for disrespecting you. Got you at this damn table looking like a video hoe. They all think you're his whore. Well, aren't you? Y'all are just friends, right? Scotland, your dinner is getting cold. Knight got her attention. Scotland snapped back to reality and looked down at her plate. What is this? She furrowed her brows. It's short ribs, bone marrow, and gnocchi. Try it, it's delicious, Knight insisted. What is bone marrow? She asked in a low tone so that no one else could hear. It's the soft, mushy inside of the bone. Scotland tried her best not to throw up. The shit looked and sounded disgusting. She didn't want to eat bone marrow at all, but she didn't want to come across uncultured. She didn't even know how to eat it. Self-conscious, she picked it up with her hand and tried sucking the substance out. Everyone at the table looked at her like she was crazy as she sucked loudly on the bone. Slurp. She sucked hard to no avail. It ain't coming out. She got frustrated and hit the bone on the plate repeatedly, causing a loud clanking noise. Other people in the restaurant were starting to stare at them. Scotland, Knight laughed nervously. Put the bone down. That's not how you eat it. He took the bone marrow from her hand and placed it back down onto her plate. Scotland wanted to cry. She was so embarrassed. You take your spoon, he instructed. Scotland picked up her spoon and followed suit. Scoop out the inside and eat it, he showed her. Scotland felt like a stupid, uneducated child. She looked like a complete and utter fool in front of Knight and his business associates. She didn't even know why he'd brought her. She wasn't on his or the people he worked with level. 
Thanks, I got it. She zoned everyone at the table out. Scotland placed a spoon up to her mouth and tasted the marrow. The shit tasted like lard. There was no way she was going to be able to swallow it. So she spit it out back onto her plate. Uh Uh-uh, no. She wiped her tongue clean with her napkin. Ain't no fucking way. What the hell you got me eating? They ain't got no fried chicken up in here? No, Knight said, totally humiliated. He couldn't believe that she spit her food out in front of everyone as if it were nothing. Shit, I'm like you, Scotland, Brashear chimed in. I ain't down with all this bougie shit either. Where are Popeyes at in this motherfucker? Scotland raised her hand for a high five. Give a bitch a three-piece and a biscuit. You heard? Brashear gave her a high five. Okay, Scotland laughed. She didn't care that Knight had a look of bewilderment on his face. It was what he got. He'd embarrass her, so she was going to embarrass him. When this wrap up, me and you should go get a bite to eat for real, Brashear said seriously. We might just have to. I'm sure my buddy here wouldn't mind. Scotland roughly massaged Knight's shoulder. Knight wanted to kick her ass for showing out in front of everyone. Actually, I do mind. We have an early morning tomorrow, he responded with an attitude. He didn't like the chummy banter between Scotland and Bashir at all. He knew Bashir was on her and he wasn't having it. Damn, y'all leaving tomorrow? I was trying to get up with you, Bashir cupped his hand over Scotland's. No, we're here for one more day, Scotland replied, loving the attention. So, uh, Bashir, back to this deal. Knight tried to get the meeting back on track. Hold up, Scotland stopped him. We're not done talking. What did you have in mind for us if we kicked it? She asked Bashir. Is this your first time in Miami? It is. Well, I'd love to show you around, take you to dinner, and get to know you better. He flashed his megawatt smile. Knight's blood was boiling. He knew Scotland was trying to make him jealous, and it was working. She was his, and now that he gotten the taste of her sweet kitty, he would never be able to let her go. Sounds like a plan to me, Scotland smirked. Give me your number so I can give you a call. Bashir handed her his phone. Scotland took the phone and said, gladly. Are you still up? Girl, good night.